Thank you for listening to the Culture of Splife podcast. Follow us on all of our social media at Culture of Splife. We typically like to record this podcast on Mondays at 8.30 p.m. Central Time on TikTok. But if there is a scheduling change, we will post that on all of our social media. So follow us at Culture of Splife. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Culture of Splife podcast. I am your host for tonight. I've got kind of a an interesting situation that's happened today. Uh, both of my partners are both out sick today. So uh, I'll be riding solo if it weren't for day one who will be joining me. So uh, most of y'all know day one that have tuned into the show. That's Eric Knowlton. He was a host on our show one other time. So he'll be joining me here in just a second. But uh, Looks like old Drew is joining. He doesn't have a voice, so uh, but he will be able to comment, I'm sure. So uh, we're glad you're back. Um, we've got a, a new time. We're going to hope that this time is going to stick. Seems like it works with all of our schedules for the most part. So that'll be from, from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock on Tuesday nights. But uh, we will be taking a break for spring break next week. Uh, the guys are going to be hanging out with family. So we'll we'll catch back up uh, the following Tuesday at seven o'clock, um, unless somebody decides to uh, extend their vacation. So um, I'm bringing Eric on right now. But if, if you're tuning in for the first time, please uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts at Culture of Splife, as well as Spotify. And then we're on all social media, TikTok, Culture of Splife, Twitter, obviously Facebook, YouTube, um, some other random things that Drew's put us on that I don't even know what they are. But without further ado, day one has joined us. Eric Knowlton, everybody, welcome to the show. Thank you, Josh. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. Thanks, yeah. for, uh, thanks for showing up. I know you'll show out. So thanks for, uh, for being here with me today. We're going to do our best to freestyle and see what happens. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, our our pregame was was just that, right? Talking about what we're going to talk about for the first time. You know, I should have I should have pulled up my text chat with uh, Rod and and uh, Drew all week, and that probably would have helped us a little bit further along. But we'll be okay. We so can wing it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So uh, as always, please comment. Uh, we will completely change the show if uh, what you comment about sounds like something we want to talk about. Um, but today our plans are to kind of catch you up on the NCAA action of the weekend. Um, it wasn't very, it, it wasn't really madness. Would you say, Eric? Not, not a whole lot really happened. No. But uh, no, you know, we'll touch on the, the two or three small upsets. I don't, I don't yeah. think there was anything major to talk about. But. No. We'll no, talk no, about history, no history, no history. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. My trivia question from a couple of weeks ago didn't uh, stay alive very long, did it? Um, <laughs> no, no, it was old, very, uh, <laughs> I guess you could say it was prophetic. I mean, exactly. That's right. University of Maryland, Baltimore County, they tweeted out that they were lonely, and I guess they are lonely no longer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and for... And for uh, I guess it was, was it Drew who was on the Purdue bandwagon. I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Something, 
about Purdue and a deep NCAA run. They just don't go hand in hand. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> the painter was at work. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to talk about that. Obviously, before we get too far into it, we're going to have Uncle Joe's trivia. What everybody knows and loves, of course. And uh, then we're going to get into a little bit of uh, NFL free agency. Kind of get um, day one's thoughts on that. And um, then day one has come up with a segment that you want to call it anything? No, I just, I just wanted to get your just input. You know, my input? To, yeah, I mean, you, you, are a, you are a maestro of sports knowledge and <laughs> one of the smartest people I know. And I just thought it would be fun to kind of throw it out there and see what you thought. There you go. So Eric's going, and I, I appreciate all that. Um, Obviously not true, any of it, but that's fine. We'll move forward. So, uh, so Eric, modest. <laughs> <laughs> Eric found something that uh, a site that has reseeded all of the teams um, if the tournament were to start today. So that should be a whole lot of fun. I don't know any of the seeds, anything like that. And um, so I mentioned that, that, uh, that our two comrades, uh, Rod and, and Drew, are out. So Drew has been sick all week, and um, he's feeling better, but he doesn't have a voice. So uh, kind of hard to do a podcast without a voice, I think. Um, Larry does a pretty good job of, of having a podcast without a voice, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to change that and get him on the show here soon. So, um, And then, of course, Rod had a little, a little scare, so uh, he's hanging out at the hospital overnight uh, just for precaution. So again, thanks day one for, for showing up today. Absolutely. And uh, Absolutely. I guess without further ado, I'm just going to kick off Uncle Joe's trivia. What do you think? Go for it. All right. So uh, I've, got a, I've got a pretty easy one today. And then I've got a really difficult one today. So the first one, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with the, the more difficult first. <laughs> So as I was watching the uh, Kentucky game first round, who did they play in the first round? I don't remember. First Amazing how quickly you forget this stuff. Yeah. But uh, Oscar Shigwe had like seven rebounds in five minutes or something like that. It was some ridiculous number. And so at the end of the game, he ended up with 24 rebounds. And it made me think, I wonder who holds the record for the most rebounds in a single college basketball game. So I came up with that trivia. So I'm going to repeat that again. Who holds the record for the most rebounds in a college basketball or men's college basketball game? I actually didn't, didn't check um, on, on the women's, although I did see that uh, the LSU star had like 25 rebounds yesterday, I believe. Well, so that's yeah, Rebecca cool. Lobo back in the day. That's she right. Probably had, she probably had quite a few. That's exactly right. For the UConn, for the UConn that, juggernaut. That's right. So if, so if you're listening live with us right now, go ahead and comment who holds the record for the most rebounds um, in women's NCAA history. So I'd be interested to know that. That's not the trivia question, but day one, and I would like to know that. So yeah. um I don't know how many people are listening right now, but I know Drew is, well, so Drew can help us out. Yeah, and I think we're looking for the man, the myth, the legend, Larry. I mean, that's it. Calling out, putting out, putting out the smoke signal. That's exactly right. Where is he? Yeah, the APV. <laughs> um, 
try to try to get them. Exactly. It's a good it's a, it's a good question though because when when uh, when Josh ran it by me, I I don't know twenty five years, <laughs> probably there thereabouts. Well, yes. no, probably no, probably further than that. Probably further yeah, than probably yeah. closer to thirty five. So a little yeah, yeah yeah so a little yeah uh, little uh, little tip there little hint yeah exactly pretty big that gives you an idea yeah yeah absolutely so the second question i think is going to be pretty easy and that is there is only one nba player that has played with both charles barkley and zion williamson named that that nba player what was the source of that question that I, I saw on something quite a while ago and um had never facts.com what's that right i, I said obscure facts obscure facts.com there you go there you go so there's uncle joe's trivia i'm gonna uh spare everyone who's been listening to the show but just know that what uncle joe doesn't cheat so please use your your brain to come up with uh with your answer so, uh, yeah, let's move on to, to the NCAA tournament. I actually am going to pull up on my other phone here um, the games that happened so we can kind of run through. Um, I had a good buddy of mine who listens to the show quite often, Kevin, text me and asked me if I wanted to be in a bracket, and several other people did as well. And my answer to him right away was nope. Why do you think it was nope, Eric? Uh because uh, I don't know the money involved. No, 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 no. Uh, so it is all about the fact that if I'm in a bracket, I will not get anything done uh, between Thursday and Sunday. Gotcha. I will watch every single game. It, well, it will not be good for my house. You got to travel, you know, and you got to travel and you got to do all that stuff that you and your lovely wife and family do so i get exactly it right. I, 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 exactly I get it right. it's you know you only have like 19 weeks of vacation a year so <laughs> speaking of which i'm riding we're friends today. by the way for anybody listen we're, we're friends so that's just just, just us picking at each other <laughs> yes, we've known each other for a while yes he's so. not just he didn't just stumble on the show i invited him onto the yes. show to listen at the beginning so yes yeah for sure so I'm going to run it all the way back to Thursday. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to run it back to the 11 o'clock game. So let's hit Furman, Virginia. Did you happen to see that game? I saw a little bit while I was working. Um, I know, you know, you had one of your 19, like the aforementioned 19 weeks um, of, of vacation. But, no, I, I, I did see, it. I, obviously, the ending. Uh, who doesn't know about the ending now? It's Quite possibly one of the worst passes of all time. Uh, right. Just a bad, you know, listen, but just, just a bad decision. And, you know, you see that, unfortunately, you see that with Virginia a lot. Um, yeah. You know, of course, first seed ever to go down to a 16, to number one seed to go down to a 16 seed. Um, you know, I, I watched them play Duke in the, in, the, in the ACC final, and at times they got really sloppy. Good mm -hmm. shooting basketball very well um so surprising 
but at the same time, I mean, you know, just a just a a really really bad decision when a kid panicked. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm pretty sure they had a timeout left. I'm pretty yeah. sure they had one timeout left. So even if you were worried that you were going to do a Chris Weber, don't call a timeout. Just take the ball and smash it off the guy's leg who's crowding you, yep. and it will go out of bounds. More than likely, it won't hit you. Obviously, if you've played a basketball game before, you know how to throw the ball off somebody's leg when you're in trouble. Well, he also had a teammate on the right-hand side of, of the court who he made eye contact with and still just completely – I guess he just froze or, you know, just like – I mean, you know, sometimes – Listen, they are, sometimes we forget how, how old they are, you know, and, and, and I don't know, I don't know what year that kid was, but, you know, especially in today's world of college basketball, in which it's even younger and younger and younger, because guys don't stay, right? I mean, right. especially the good ones, yeah. um, or that, or they transfer or what, or, or whatever, um, you know, sometimes the moment becomes too big for someone. Sure. And, you know, it happens, it happens, Absolutely. but at the same time it will also go down as just a really just a really bad play yeah. i mean you know and and certainly you feel for the kid and want it back but at the same time credit to credit to to Furman. i mean that was a big time shot no I mean, that yeah. wasn't a gimme right. they made it wasn't like they, it wasn't like they you know it wasn't like but, it was a layup that's I mean, right you know and and he was a couple of feet behind the three you know behind the nope. line oh, he yeah. shot it so so um, but if you were watching the game live, and even if you go back and watch it, it clearly looked online, you know, from the time it left his oh, hands. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, obviously a, a really exciting game. And, you know, the other thing, too, Josh, that was a 4-13 matchup. I think there's only been two years. I may be wrong. And I may be doing something. Maybe we should do Uncle Joe's trivia in the future. So, so forgive me. There you go. I think there's a, there's either only been one or two years in which a thirteen did not beat a four. It's almost automatic. Oh wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. Yeah, I actually went to the Auburn game. I don't know if I told you that. I ended up. I saw it on to... Facebook. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, kind of last, last second had the had the opportunity to do that. Well, Friday, I guess. Yeah. Um, and nobody will know this because it didn't really matter in the game. But Wendell Green basically did the exact same thing that the Virginia guy did. It just so happened that Flanagan was down at the other end. There was nobody there, and it was a dunk, you know. Yeah. So um, on, one, on one hand, I say, man, that was so stupid. But on the other hand, he probably felt like there were nine guys on him. So yeah. if he just tossed it back, more than likely one of his guys were going to be there. So, sure. um, you know, I'd love to, love to have him on the show so we could talk about it. But I'm sure uh, he probably wouldn't want to do that. So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Probably not. Probably, probably, not. probably a moment, moment in time he he uh, would love to forget. That's exactly right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly right. And then we had what Princeton, Arizona. Yeah. And now, yeah, and I'm gonna tell you now, something. I watched that Princeton team a little bit. They can shoot the ball. Oh they yes, they can really, can. really shoot it. And it, um, it seems they play the same Princeton ball of the late '80s and early '90s. I mean. Just a lot, you know, a lot of rotation and everybody can shoot. You know, a lot of people forget this, Josh, but Princeton was actually the team that was that came the, the closest as a 16 seed to beating a one seed. Um, they were the first team that almost pulled it off. And then it still went years before it happened. 
but that they the Princeton team almost beat Georgetown back in the day when Georgetown was a clear number one. I, I forget exactly what year that was, um, but that, that was when they ran that four corner offense. Yeah, and they literally just slowed it down. I'll never forget it because at the time. I like to watch Georgetown play basketball, and they slowed that team down to fifty to forty-nine game in the first, you know, in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and just put on a clinic with the backdoor cut. Right, remember Princeton with the backdoor cut? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So really impressive team, and I'm going to tell you something: they could put, they could, they they might could pull off another one, you know. I, yeah. I I could see them just because of their ability to shoot the basketball. That's I could right. see them in the elite days. That's exactly. I really that's could. Right. So yeah, on the way home, I, I of course stayed for the Alabama game uh, just so I could see Brandon. See, obviously, I've seen him on TV many times, but yeah. to see him in person, I mean, that guy is special. But the guy that stole the show was none other than Javon Quinterly. Yeah, that guy was on fire. And you want to talk about a guy? You mentioned the Furman shooter. I mean, it looked like it was money right away. Quinterly's last three threes, they left his hand, and he could have done the Steph Curry and turned around and run up the court. I mean, everybody knew they were money from the moment they left his hand. Yeah. So that was – but it was cool to get to see Alabama. Um, I don't know that they can sustain what – they're doing right now in the tournament if they continue to play the way that they're playing because uh without the defense that they played um their offense wasn't good enough to beat a lot of teams that are left in the tournament so yeah it'll be interesting to see against the san diego state which i've heard has the best defense in basketball um how that will that will go down for them well one thing i was talking to riley about um was having having watched this team it is, and of course, being being an Alabama guy, this is this is my take on them. I think right now they're playing the best defense in the entire tournament, and the difference maker to me is and it's the intensity. They all play it. Brandon mm-hmm. Miller, even even Brandon Miller, yeah. And they come they 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 come at you in waves, and when you've got that buy-in to me on the defensive side of the defensive side of of, of the floor. I think they've got enough offense that if they will clamp down and play that just suffocating defense like they're capable of doing, mm-hmm. when they're offen- when they when they're struggling a little bit on offense, the offense will finally find itself. Sure. So, so and I think the one thing is that I think the one X factor for the tournament moving forward is Charles Bediaco. Yeah. I, I really do because he he is a difference maker. My concern with Bediaco is if you get into a very tight game with a team and it's the end of the game, he is a horrendous free throw shooter. Yes. And they could just they could just do hack of Bediaco. You know, I mean, just the, the bottom That's line. Right. But if he could make one of two free throws every time, you'll take that because of the defensive presence that he that he you know offers. But I really believe. I'd like to see San Diego State as well. I've heard some different things on them. I've not physically seen them uh, play, right. um, but I've heard that their their athleticism, they, their lack of athleticism, does hurt them at times. Mm-hmm. But I have heard about their defensive, you know, their their defensive presence. 
But I think right now, from what I've seen, I think Alabama is playing as well as anybody in the tournament on defense. Yeah, and yeah. I think that could be that could truly be an X factor. I think especially if you were to get to the point where you played a Houston again. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston's very impressive, but they're very they're inconsistent. Sure. I mean, Auburn had them. Man, Auburn had them, but then then what happened was they decided to you know they decided to dial it up. I still worry about Sasser and, and um, Sheed um, in terms of their injuries, mm-hmm. but they are incredibly athletic yeah. uh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, so, I, mean, I think Sasser is as close to a hundred percent as I've, as I've seen. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only reason why he was out of the game was because he got in foul trouble. He got in major foul trouble. And the, the crazy thing is, when he went out and number one, I can't remember what his what his name is, the point guard, um, or maybe maybe the two. I don't know if Sasser is the one or the two. But when they went out, I'm only seeing your hat now. I don't know if you, you can see that, Eric. Eric, you freeze? There you go. You're back. I apologize about that. No worries. Yeah, no, I'm sorry no about worries. that. I apologize. Worries. So um, Sather and number one went out. I didn't. I didn't get his name, and they proceeded to go on a twenty-four to eight run. And I mean, it was it was brutal. I was looking around like we're getting blown out now, and Sasser's not even in the game because he scored. He hit his first two threes, and then he got fouled um, and made the three free throws. And I think he ended the half with nine points. We missed about 50% of our free throws. They missed about 50% of their free throws. We shot 55% from the field. They shot 36% from the field. The second half, we came out very slow. Missed first couple shots. And then we started getting fouled all the time. Like Janai Broom was getting fouled, wasn't hitting the shots. Um, Then he'd go to the line. And I mean, it was like Mike Vanderjack that I talked about a few weeks ago. And not that, not that Janai Broom from the free throw line is Mike Vanderjack as a kicker before he got the yips. But uh, Janai Broom was a lot better free throw shooter than he showed Saturday night. And, uh, but everybody was missing. Yeah. And if only Wendell Green could have gotten to the line since he's made like 35 in a row, um, but he didn't get to the line in the second half. And we missed 50% of our free throws again. And they made every single free throw in the second half. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Auburn finished 19 for 36 at the free throw line. Now, I'll say this. The second half was, was – I watched every minute of the second half. I watched the tail end of the first half. Houston was dominant in the second half. They but were. the 19 for 36, you know, I, it was at a 20 – well, what did the, the final? I forget what the final was. 17. Okay. So, you know, it, it's not that you, you know, right. you get 36 from 36 from right. the line. But you but make 10 of those and it changes the whole it, landscape of the game. It, it does. I will say one thing about Houston. They are a big physical basketball yeah. team. Like even Sasser and Sheed, I mean, those are, you know, while they're not, while they're not, you know, real tall, they're, they're, they're big physical thick guards. Right. You know, who who can play that physical brand of basketball and then they're they're big guys. They're not only 
they're not only tall. I mean, they are they are you know physical specimens. Yeah. So when you get into when you get into a game, you know, especially now in basketball, where you can get into a really physical kind of grinded out style, right? Um, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think they're well positioned. Plus, to be honest with you, they get they get to the final four. They're playing in their hometown, right? So you know, obviously, some inherent advantages with that. Now, they also had to. I think they also had one of the toughest draws. Um, having to go on the road playing a nine seed Auburn in Auburn's backyard. Sure. You know, so, um, but and we all know that Samson whined about it enough before yeah. the first round even started. So, I mean, he, go, he goes and he's like, uh, I, all I know is that we're playing at 610 and, uh, how, what, what do you say? Roll tide. I need all the, all, I need all the Alabama fans out. So, you know, Correct. he was, he was begging, you know, he was begging for that, but, um, you know, there's one thing I think we figured out. There's a lot of parody. We said that going in. Sure. You and I talked about that nope. at dinner. That oh, yeah. night. That's right. You know, there, you know, it, it, and, and, and listen, if Auburn has, if Auburn, I think even just plays a decent second half, we could be looking, we could be looking legitimately right now at three number ones being right. Out. I mean, yeah. it was a half, a half away from the third number one being out. Now, now Alabama, after Maryland got up nine to two, it was pretty much you know it was pretty dominant from there on out. Um, but you know I think like I said this this thing's up for grabs. Oh sure, yeah. I saw Drew said that Arizona busted his bracket, and obviously it busted a lot of people's bracket. But Arizona, after I saw Arizona play UCLA, if if y'all remember a few weeks back, I said I was picking UCLA to win the tournament. But then I watched the Pac-12 championship between Arizona and UCLA, and I was like, whoa, Arizona's really good. Well, they weren't really good on, what was that, Thursday or Friday? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, the guys that were dominating UCLA, Larson, I think is his name, he was getting, mm -hmm. he was getting thrown around. Um, That's what uh, worries me, Josh, about those Pac-12 teams. Yeah. Can they play physical when they have to? That's right. You know, and and I look at some of the teams. Oh, that was Princeton. How could I forget? Yeah. And one thing about Princeton is if you don't play smart, right, and they have a history of this. I mean, it just goes along with who they are. If you don't play smart, they're going to they're gonna they're gonna bait you into, you know, bad mistakes, you know, and, and and their ability to shoot the basketball is going to keep them in games. Plus, now, I think the other intangible that a lot of people don't ever really think about is everybody believes they can win now. Yeah. They do. Sure. Definitely. So, you get to this, you get to this point. Had FDU won? Had they, beat, had they beat Florida Atlantic? Would you really have bet against them playing in their backyard with a team that now – knows that they not only believes they can win now knows they can win right exactly so you know now with all that said you know we always talk about this the final four ends up becoming blue bloods right but let's bro let's break down this top 16 in a minute when we get a chance yeah there aren't, aren't a whole lot of blue bloods left that's right exactly there's gonna yeah. be new, new blood that's right yeah so we were talking about the same player you were saying sheed his name and i was calling him number yes. one same player 
Yeah, so uh, they both went out with, with foul trouble. And um, a guy that was averaging 10 points a game is the one that just played extremely well. His name is uh, Tremont Mark. He averaged mm -hmm. 10 points a game, and he had 26 on 9 of 17 shooting. So uh, he was the difference maker. I mean, every time he came across his middle, a little southpaw, 17-footers, 15-footers, teardrops, yeah. there, was, there was nothing we could do with him. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so let's talk about FDU. Yeah. Drew just said, I still don't know what an FDU is. And um, I'm what trying to remember. What state are they in, Drew? I'm having a little bonus Uncle, Uncle Joe's trivia. There what state go. are they in? You know? I know. I can actually get this one right. Let's see if Drew, I, Drew's, Drew's listening. Does Drew know where it yeah, is? Drew's listening. No cheating. No, Drew doesn't. A little bonus. Doesn't know. You done? All nope. Right, so, um, drop the knowledge. The knowledge is uh, Javon Quinterly, right? New Jersey. So you got Princeton and uh, Fairleigh Dickinson um, that pretty close to where Javon Quinterly grew up. He was actually interviewed after the game and he was talking about that. Yeah. Um, which was a really cool question. The first question he was asked was, what did he think about New Jersey basketball? And so. You mean it was, it was since, cool. uh, do you own a gun? It was not. Which was, which was asked the week before. Right. Was, I, I just had to, I just had to throw that in there because oh, yeah. it was so, uh, so uh inappropriate um, yep for for a kid who uh ball accounts has never been in any no. trouble but anyways right. that 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 aside that aside no controversy on this uh podcast there, there you go there you go so um yeah fairly dickinson i i said i think i said last week that i was worried about purdue uh oh what do you say i only know because of the tournament oh okay yeah <laughs> um I said, as, I as said last week, who didn't graduate from here, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was nervous about Purdue because big men aren't the answer in, in the tournament. You've got to be able to hit the three ball. You've got to be able to play defense. And uh, I compared, um, what's his name? Zach Eddie or something like that? Yeah. Um, Edie to um, Andre the Giant when he fought Hulk Hogan. <laughs> How you like that, Drew, Rod? So um, if, They got body slammed. That's exactly <laughs> right. And, like, everybody was in everybody was in his space, and he's just yeah. so big, and he was kind of uncoordinated, and arms fl flailing, balls flying up in the air and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was kind of funny. Kind of yeah. funny to yeah. me since I didn't do a bracket. Right. So um, it wouldn't have been funny to me if I had Purdue in the final four. <laughs> now, Josh, now, look, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but now, now you're ruining my case for Drew Timmy and Gonzaga. I'm just saying, the big guy underneath, you know. Yeah, but they, but they have some shooters. They do. Um, they do. I've seen, I've seen, the, you know, I got a chance to see them live and I, you know, not, not to get out of ourselves. They're, they're a, they're a pretty good team, uh, for sure. I, I think the other thing, to your point too, and and I'll say this too, as an Alabama grad, but a, a guy who is a who is a, a Kansas basketball fan, been a Kansas basketball fan since a good friend of mine played uh, ball, ball there, um, starting in 1994. You know, I think that's one thing. You know, and this is this is going to sound really crazy because look at the success that Bill Self has had: two national championships, 
you know, several Final Four appearances at Kansas, Illinois, all that stuff. But I think that is one thing about Bill Self in Kansas, a lot of times it catches up with them, is that high-low offense. Yeah. To your point, they don't shoot the three. The years they have, they've, been, they, they, they've had great success. That's true. Other years in which they don't shoot the ball particularly well, they're out right. early. Right. Just like this year. Yep. Right. Shout it's, out to Derrick Rose for saying um, he'll make the free throws when they count. He's not, he's not worried about that, right? And then Mario Chalmers drills the three yeah. to tie the game and then win in overtime. What was that, down 08? Nine, yeah. 08, I think. 08, down nine points with two and a half to go and came back on one yep. in overtime. Yep. yep. Crazy. And I, I just think Gonzaga is so seasoned, you know? Um, I don't know if you heard Drew Timmy get interviewed after the game. But your man dropped an F-bomb on national TV. No, he's not my um, man. I'm just saying he's a good <laughs> player. And let me ask you this. I just want to throw this out there. Anybody have any thoughts? Are Mark Few and Eric Musselman, were they separated at birth? <laughs> That's good. I'm That's just asking. Good. That is good. And unless anybody was there, I'm just saying. I was hoping we could make it through this whole podcast without mentioning that guy's name. I can't. I do Which not one? like Eric Muscleman <laughs> at all. At all. You didn't like when he ripped his shirt off? Yes. Yes. And then somebody told me, well, Bruce Pearl shows up to football games without a shirt on him. Like, okay. I don't know. That's weird. That's, that's just weird. But no, the way that he yes. carried on when they beat us <laughs> in Arkansas last year, I was just like, man, you didn't play. You know, like, let you, if your players want to act like that, that's one thing. You're a guy in a suit on the side, you know? Yeah. I saw what Drew just did there. He, per, he, he intentionally misspelled Purdue to be like the chicken company <laughs> instead of the actual universe. That's, I saw right. what you did. You did that on purpose. That was not a typo, was it, Drew? <laughs> it wasn't. Purdue chicken. That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> no doubt. So, you know, I think, I think Gonzaga is going to be okay. They were down pretty big um, against K-State, and K-State played some really good ball, um, both in their, in their opening round game as well as uh, on Sunday. Um, this region left, though, in terms of just credentials. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's, the, that's the one thing. Like, you know, as you kind of go through and you break it down, there, that clearly – what is, is that the that's the, is that the West? Not Since the I don't do a bracket, East. I don't even know. Rod or Drew can tell us. I, I'm sure. I think it's the West. That's the West uh, West region. That that's clearly that's clearly the toughest one left to try to navigate. Yeah. Um, I just don't understand the, the, the way that it's set up. Why were there two one seeds in Birmingham, Alabama? I, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I know that they're broken up by region, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, uh, and, 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 and kudos to Birmingham. I mean, we, we got the best, uh, we got the best first round yeah. matchup for sure. And I mean, it, I, you know, if you kind of look at it, CBS sent their quote best announced team with right. Nance and, 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 uh, uh, Rafferty, um, and, and then, uh, was Wilson, Tracy Wilson here. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, you know, listen, kudos. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think that, you know, kind of going, going down a little path there as well. 
Um, I think the city did a really good job. Yeah. I think it's come a long way, and I think you know the opportunity to potentially host it again in the future will just be good for the city. Yeah. You know, they'll make additional you know improvements and upgrades and all that stuff. And listen, I, I think it's great that it came back because Birmingham does. My buddy who I who I referenced earlier in the show who played at Kansas and played with Jacques Vaughn and Paul Pierce and Ray LaFrance and all those guys, he was on that team in '96 that lost to Arizona when they were number one. They were number one all season long, and they lost to the team with Bibby and Miles Simon and um, uh, uh, Jason. Uh, who's the kid? Uh, Jason Terry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So in in Arizona went on to win the you know went on to win the championship mm-hmm. and of course it was a huge upset at the time. Of course you look back and you look at the players that Arizona had with guys like you know Jason Terry and Miles Simon and, and Mike Bibby and all that you're like yeah Kansas was great but you know what it wasn't as big an upset as you know uh, as it first looked but you had Providence here that same weekend mm-hmm. one of the, mm-hmm. the greatest names of all time God Sham God yeah. uh, was on that. Providence team, and then I think Providence. Providence actually played. We, we were actually here. I was in college at the time. Went to the went to the game. Saw that upset, but one of the best games. You know, one of the best atmospheres I've ever been in. Yeah, for sure. And then I know Kentucky's passed through here a couple of times on the way to the Final Four, um, as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so really, really good. And Birmingham's got a great history hosting, and I hope I, I hope that uh, it's back soon. Oh yeah. Definitely. I got one more game I wanted to get your thoughts on if you saw it, and that was uh, Memphis, Florida, Atlantic. Did you have a chance to see that game? No. I heard about the end with the controversy. Yeah. A lot of people uh, kind of ripping Penny Hardaway. Um, but no. Yeah. Well, once I tell you I what happened, once I tell you what happened, you'll understand why Penny Hardaway threw a water bottle into the rafters or wherever it went. So, um, first off, shout out to Penny Hardaway. If he's listening, um, <laughs> a magic guy through and through right there. What's that? I said a magic fan through and through with that. That's time. exactly yeah. right. With that, yeah, exactly right. So, um, oh man, I just lost what, uh, I just lost nice. the name of the, uh, the player that I wanted to reference. Um, but I'll find it here in a minute. He got his fourth foul with about 18 minutes left in the second half. And, and uh, he's, he's, a pretty, he's a pretty good player for them. Um, and yeah, his name is DeAndre Williams. He was averaging 17.7 points a game for the, for the year. Eight rebounds, three assists, 53% field goal percentage, like a really good player. And he gets his fourth foul. Penny takes him out for three minutes, brings him back in, and he doesn't foul out. And he made an unbelievable play to keep their lead. Um, and then uh, Kendrick Davis, who's their star, injured his ankle midway through the second half. And he ends up coming back in, almost like a Paul Pierce type thing. And... Uh, they get a they get a rebound with like eight seconds left. Kendrick Davis is dribbling up. He leaves his feet and he throws the ball and Florida Atlantic picks it off. Memphis steals the ball back from them 
with five seconds left. I mean, it was just like bang, bang, turnover, turnover. And uh, I think it was Hardaway's kid that was on the ground. I think that's Hardaway's kid. Jaden was on the ground. And there are two guys, uh, Wilcox and somebody else, that were clearly calling timeout. I mean, clear as day. Timeout, 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 timeout. Nope. The ref didn't even look. He looked down, and then it became a jump ball. FAU had possession, inbounded the ball, teardrop to win the game, layup to win the game. And so I understood why Penny Hardaway would be really upset. Sure. <laughs> because yeah. Memphis was playing really good ball, and if they hadn't lost Kendrick Davis – um, for for several minutes, and then obviously he wasn't one hundred percent. Like he rolled and turned his ankle at the same time, kind of thing. Right. So, uh, yeah, that was that was unfortunate. So while I don't condone throwing a water bottle, um, I do understand as a uh, a um, retired intramural old man basketball player, um, sometimes emotions get the best of us. You know. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. All good. I actually, I actually had a friend uh, from high school on Facebook pick Memphis to win the win the national championship. Wow! And I mean, you know, kind of going out on a limb a little sure. bit, but um, yeah. And, and, and you know, look with Penny Hardaway's ability to recruit to a to a school like Memphis, I mean, they ought to be, you know, they ought to be really competitive. Oh yeah. Um, you know, he's think about it. He he, along with a couple other head coaches, can go in and have instant credit. That's right. In a recruit, in a, in a recruit zone. I mean, That's he's right. not going to lose a lot of right. battles. Didn't work so well for Patrick Ewing, but no. And I think, <laughs> but one thing I'll say there though is with Georgetown, you do have a little bit of a you have a little bit of a different requirement from an academic standpoint. It's a little bit tougher. Um, you know, nothing against Memphis, but it's it is a little bit tougher um, recruiting to Georgetown because I do believe you do have to have a slightly higher standard than um than just you know minimum ncaa standards which i don't think was necessarily the case under john thompson if i understand if i understand correctly that's so yeah i was just um, about to say i'd love to see the transcripts of uh ai and some of those yeah but yeah that makes sense john thompson was a little bit lax on that front well yeah not only not only on that front ai was lucky to not be in well he was in jail for for a period of time for a bowling alley brawl right. that I believe involved a chair, uh, swinging of a chair, you know, which can only be done safely in a WWE environment, <laughs> controlled environment. Shout out to <laughs> Drew Tolbert. Rod and Drew. Yeah. <laughs> Rod, yeah. Rod and Drew. Uh, I don't think Rod's yeah, listening, but. Yeah. Well, you know, he'll, he'll watch the replay. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta have professionals doing stuff like that, like Kevin Nash and, you know, yeah. Rest in peace, Scott Hall. That's uh, it. You know, guys yep. like that. So, Definitely. Um, not not Allen Iverson in a bowling alley in uh, uh, Roanoke, Virginia. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you pay any attention to the uh, free agent signings in the NFL? Kind of yeah. flipping yeah, college I mean, basketball. You know, I'm a, yeah, I mean, especially being a Patriots fan. I mean, we, you know, are you just not enthralled with the moves that the Patriots made? I mean, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets here eventually. You know, you have you have Jalen Ramsey. You know, Dolphins trading for him. You have Buffalo, who's the class of the of the division. Um, doesn't really need to do a whole lot. Um, and then 
you have the Patriots. Yeah. And, and you have you have Bill Belichick who goes out and you know, every value signing, uh, every value commodity that's out there, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in the market for. Um, you know, I, I do, I, I'll say this on a, on a broader scale, um, you know, I do like the Raiders, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. Hey, Garoppolo, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I do think Garoppolo is a very solid um, NFL quarterback. Um, you know, you got the Cowboys who cut Zeke um, to save money. Right. Um, added Brandon Cooks. You know, Brandon Cooks, how many guys, How many times has that guy been traded? And he's, and he's good everywhere he goes. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. But States, he's got a lot of Patriots, money. Texans. That, that's the issue. And that's, you know, from a, from a Patriots perspective, they've been linked with DeAndre Hopkins, Jerry Judy, um, you know, quite a bit. I think that, of course, uh, Juju um, came on. You and I were talking, you know, in the in the, the pre, pre-show segment. I'm really not sure what they gained over Jacoby Myers. Um, quite honestly. Um, so I, I, I don't really know how that's going to, you know, going to kind of work out long term. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I think the Cowboys, did they close the gap with the Eagles? Who knows? I mean, you know, they, they, they get all the shiny new toys a lot and it just never translates to right. much. Um, you know, I think some of that is, and, and listen, forgive me for anybody out there who's a Dak Prescott guy. He still just hasn't convinced me um, that he's capable of winning at the highest level. Right. You know, I mean, so you know, in terms of some of the some of the other stuff, I mean, the the, the Bengals going out. Um, what it got Orlando <laughs> Brown to finally rebuild that line. Yeah. I'm laughing at this comment. Oh, you can't. Okay. So uh, this is a family show, so we're going to going to keep it that way. But Drew wrote, Jimmy G is going to be hands down the most relaxed quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I think I know what so, he's uh, talking about. He's talking yeah. about the headline from today on Fox News. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll leave that alone for our family show. But yeah. – uh, <laughs> Yeah. That probably touched on it too much, I imagine. Yeah. But uh, well, moving on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, but, but, you know, if you're at, at the same time, I mean, it, it's interesting with, with San Francisco and, you know, with Drew. Uh, you know, I don't know. Who, 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 do you, who do you go with there? You know? I mean, long term. Yeah. You, you hitching your wagon to Trey Lance or is it Brock Purdy? I just, I don't think it, I don't think it matters, right? They're both rookie contracts making no money so but who's heck, gonna you could do, but who's you could gonna do like a steve spurrier rotation if you wanted to you know yeah do whatever you... <laughs> well, yeah without that yeah, yeah the, jesse palmer is, and who was the other guy would have been, uh, uh palmer and uh geez back then well you, i mean that was after work i can see him but i can't come up with it was it. right after work all right yeah mm-hmm yeah, uh, yeah, I can see him too. Yeah, um, but 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 I still think though, like who who's gonna who's gonna be happy? Yeah, I mean who, who's gonna be happy? And then and I know this isn't free agency, but then you have the you have the Panthers 
giving up taking the number one pick. And right. I know that, and I, I won't get ahead. I, I know that one of the hosts of this show has a pretty strong opinion on who it is that they traded up for. But now the chatter seems to be more that this may have been done for Bryce Young. So, you know, who knows? I tend to agree with said host. I think it yeah. is. I think it is. I wow. think it is. I, I, I don't think it's Bryce Young, but if it's not Bryce Young, he'll go second to Houston. Right. With the, you know, with the Miko Ryans. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, but so, so, so that, you know, that, that'll be interesting. And, you know, it's also interesting because I'm sure you, you heard this chatter. This chatter was out there. What if the Bears had just decided to forego Justin Fields? Yeah. Keep it, trade mm -hmm. him, keep that pick, and start anew. Right. Be yeah, I don't. I don't know what Justin Field Justin Fields' problem is, but he can't throw the ball. Yeah. I mean, if he's not running, they're not moving the ball. So I, that's, they brought in some kind of offensive juggernaut coach. So we'll see. We'll see what he does, but. Um, I wanted to touch on Singletary going to the Texans. Yeah. Um, that is huge. You know, I don't play fantasy football anymore for the same reasons I didn't want to do the, the bracket uh, because literally I would sneak away from the dinner table or the lunch table after church to check my scores in the bathroom. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, everybody better have James Cook on their sleeper list. Because now that Singletary's out of there, I guarantee you he'll be the starter and he's going to be a beast in the NFL. He was showing that towards the end of the season. So um, I really like that move for, for James Cook to be the, the number one guy in Buffalo. Um, so, wow, time is flying, man. It is 7.50. So let's move on to your segment. Talk about yeah. these seeds. Absolutely. So I want to get your – you have it. We need that. I'll prep this, and and so there's a there's a little publication out there, ESPN. I think you know a few people might be familiar with. Um, so they went in and there was an article and they ranked the top sixteen, uh, the the Sweet Sixteen. Mm -hmm. They said reseed, but it's not truly a reseed. So okay. it's it's one to sixteen. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna run through it, and I want to see Josh what you think about this rank i will you know what i'm not gonna ruin it i'm not gonna ruin it so I, I, I will wait on my opinion but with that said here is the list from one to 16. Okay. alabama houston ucla texas at four should i be writing you or will you let I, me cheat back I'll, I'll let you i'll let you i'll let you i'll cheat back Okay. So we got Alabama at one. I'm gonna write them at two. Yeah. Alabama, Houston. Third, UCLA. Okay. Number four, Texas. Yep. Number five, five UConn. Okay. Number six, Tennessee. Yep. Seven, Gonzaga. Okay. Eight, K State. Okay. Nine, Xavier. Okay. Not Xavier for anybody out there. Xavier. Right. Ten, Creighton. Okay. Eleven, Arkansas. Twelve, San Diego State. The Aztec. Yeah. Thirteen, 
big U, you know. Yep. Like this. Oh yeah. Turnover. Turnover. Yes. <laughs> Fourteen <laughs> Michigan State. Okay. Fifteen Princeton. Okay. And sixteen, the former Fighting Kiffins, Florida Atlantic. FAU. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what you think? I would say, I guess based on those, I would say that Alabama is right. Uh, I don't like coming from an Auburn fan. That's right. No, right, no, exactly. no, 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 no. Let me rephrase. No, more than that. Auburn grad. I do think that's very important. Any listeners in the state, you know, we, we all go back and forth. Well, are they a fan or are they a grad? But we got an Auburn grad fan. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. You you went to you went to UCF, right? Yeah, the national okay. champions. Remember them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Save that for another day. Uh, You're right. I had a momentary, but married to an Auburn married grad. Married to an Auburn grad. That's right. Went to my first as, game. As am I. That's right. Went to my first game in 2001 where uh, Damon, what was his last name? He was there for like seven years, kicked the game winner against Mississippi State last oh, second. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, and then two weeks later, I was there to see them beat the mighty Florida Gators, ranked number one in the country. I, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. Well, you got to remember, I was at the, I was at the, uh, I was at the Georgia first miracle game. Uh, you know, thank goodness I was not there two weeks later because um, I would have lost my ever-loving mind. Um, but me too. But anyways, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that aside, that aside. Uh, uh, what, what do you think? I know, you, I know, you probably have some changes. I do too. I, I don't think the list is bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, but let me ask you this: Who would be? So think about this. Who would be your dark horse from this list? So you got to lean towards the, you know, the bottom half of that top 16. You know, Miami played pretty bad against Drake, but then played really well against Indiana. So I would def – I'm not going to say that they're – I don't know. We'll see how this ages, but I don't see them in the final four. Yeah. But I definitely see them in the top 10, I think. Um, I would lean into a little have, bit then what, just 13? because of their history. I'd lean a little, little bit because I mean, once again, this is a dark horse, so we got to go. We got to kind of stick it. I might lean into Michigan State. Yeah, just because. Michigan because State listen, good. yeah, Tom Izzo is one of the greatest coaches of all time. I don't care what you think about him; right. he's one of the greatest coaches of all time, and they are notoriously a difficult out in the tournament. That's right. So, you know, if I was going to go out on a limb, I, and, I, and I say that, of course, they're a proverbial, you know, they recruit really good players and everything else. But it, but just looking at this ranking, if you just took this on its face, I might lean in, into them. But I do know I do know Jay Billis loves Miami. Yeah. He loves Miami. They've played, you know, obviously they've played in the ACC. Um, Arkansas – you know, Mr. I, I guess that that moment where he jumped up and unfortunately took his shirt off will probably be in uh, one shining moment. Um, I don't like. Here's the thing I don't like about Arkansas and Musselman. I don't know if you've seen a lot of the controversy with them. 
they are notorious for snubbing post-game handshakes. The assistant coaches, the assistant coach that knocked the phone out of the reporter's hand, the student reporter's hand from the University of Kentucky, wow. who was just filming them walking off the court. I don't, wow. I don't like the way they go about right. themselves. Right. Um, you know, and I don't. I know they had a lot of fanfare going into the year. I think they probably underperformed. So this will probably not age well because if there was one, you know, team from the other, you know, the the the, you know, the bottom eight mm-hmm. of those sixteen, it might be Arkansas. But I think I would lean into. I, you know, I like I like what you're saying about Miami. I think that's. I might lean into Michigan State to just yeah. take a little bit different. Um, just because I think because of the heritage. Yeah. You know, exactly. I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, if Izzo could just coach in the tournament, he could probably coach till he was 100 years old. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter what he does in the regular season. He gets to the tournament and they play extremely well. He does. I really he like does. that Hauser kid. Yeah. He's just a really yeah. fundamentally sound, great free throw shooter. I, I like him. Well, and that's one thing about Michigan State. They're always going to play. For one thing, they're always going to play hard. They're going to, you know, they're going to play. For the most part, they're going to play good, solid, fundamental basketball. Mm-hmm. They're probably not likely to beat themselves. Right. You know, which, um, you know, and, and when I look at it, i tell you the other one. And I kind of wanted to get, you know, looking at the Sweet 16, do you have a Final Four if you had to pick tonight? I don't, even know, who's, I don't okay. even know who's up for it based on the regions. Okay. okay. So, so here, here's, here's kind of my thoughts mm-hmm. on that. So if I had to pick it, looking at the regional matchups, um, Houston, but I tell you what, Texas, Texas would be a, a tempting pick. I mean, that's that's you know, if it gets down to a Houston, Texas, um, you know, Elite Eight, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, I like Gonzaga, but I'm gonna tell you something: you got UCLA and you got UConn. I mean, flip a coin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I say that based on having seen Gonzaga, you know, up close. And I watched a Gonzaga team that beat what I feel like is a very good Alabama basketball mm-hmm. team um, and, and and beat them fairly soundly here in Birmingham. Yeah. So don't ever, you know, and I get that was in December. Okay, right. that's not lost on me, but still. So Houston, Gonzaga, I would go with Alabama. I think that, you know, of the remaining regions – if they will play up to their capabilities, they are clearly the best team left right. um, in the South bracket. Um, that I think they will also have a decided um, crowd advantage being in Louisville. Yeah. Um, you know, so – and then to be honest with you too, even though I said Michigan State, you know, and I, I clearly stated my dark horse, that Tennessee basketball team is playing pretty well right now. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to muck things up a lot. You know, they're not particularly fancy, but they're, you know, Rick Barnes is a, is, is a really good coach. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you, I think they beat a pretty solid Duke basketball team that was really starting to come of age a little bit. Right. Um, and I think they, you know, I think the veteran presence of several of their guys really, really helped. So I, I would have to go with, I would have to go with Tennessee. So it would be Houston, Gonzaga, Bama, and Tennessee. Um, but, you know, once again, um, I do like, um, you know, from kind of looking at the list, um, I could see Texas for sure. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, I could see potentially a Michigan State. Um, you know, Princeton, I just think at some point in time they'll, you know, they'll, they'll get out-athleted, as I like to put it, you know. Uh, and the shots won't be falling, and they just don't have the athleticism to keep up right. with a team. Uh, you know, more a, a, a sustainably more athletic team for forty minutes yeah. up and down the court. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's to what we talked about earlier. It's a crapshoot, and if you notice, there are not a lot of blue bloods. That's left. right. That's exactly. I mean, if right. you, your blue bloods would be UCLA. I don't know. Do you, would you classify UConn? I wouldn't classify them as a as a blue blood. They're a perennial. Yeah. I don't know that they're they're not they're not a blue blood. So you got UConn, and you've got what? Michigan State would still Michigan State to me would be just it would be in the same classification as UConn. Right. It's really good, but they're not blue yeah. blood. So you're only talking about UCLA. Yeah. And then you. You know, even with Alabama, I mean, this would be our first final. Four. Yeah. So we've been to an elite eight under Mark Godfrey, but you know, um, you know, it'll it, it'll be interesting. It's it's good to see, and of course, Houston, Houston's won a won a national championship before. They've had some great players. A lot of people forget did, that. Did Did you mention Gonzaga as a potential blue blood? No. I mean, they've at least been in the tournament for as long as yeah. I can remember. I think they fall into that UConn, Michigan State, yeah. and then, you know, what have you. But, you but know, as I far mean, as Houston, championship contender type blue exactly, black. No, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's just, to Adam Moore. Because, I mean, right? yeah, I mean, you're thinking you know, when you think blue blood, you're thinking UCLA, Kansas, Duke, yeah. Kentucky, um, Auburn. Yeah, Auburn. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think you meant North Carolina, <laughs> not, not Auburn. Um, no, Auburn's a blue blood in football. Jim no, Nat. Uh, wait. Uh, I'm going right, to get myself in trouble. I'm going to get myself in trouble. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. All in fun. So, final four, go. I got the bracket in front of me. Yep. Zagabama and Tennessee. Zagabama and Tennessee. I'll go. I'll go Bama. K State. I like that team. Houston and UCLA. Okay. So then, uh, so refresh my memory. Uh, okay. So Houston, Houston's in, uh, Houston's in the Midwest. Midwest. So Midwest matches up against uh, West. West. Yep. Okay. So in my in my final four. That would be Houston and Gonzaga. Uh, would that be Houston and Gonzaga squaring off and Bama and Tennessee squaring off? Yeah. Wow. Could you imagine an Alabama and Tennessee <laughs> final four game? Um, all right. Well, going to that, then I think Houston and Gonzaga and Bama and Tennessee. So, you know, I'd have to go Houston and Alabama. And I know that, you know, that's kind of cliche picking, but I mean, I'm just kind of following it, you know. This is where we're at. Yeah. This is not a bracket, uh, you know. This is not a bracket pick from scratch here. We're going off of, you know, we're going off of 16 teams left. Um. So I guess I'd have 
Houston and Bama rematching in Houston again. Um, I do have a buddy that went to Xavier, um, and uh, we've been texting back and forth a good bit, um, quite a bit on Thursday with the with the scare or Friday, whatever day that was, Friday I guess, the scare that they had against uh, Kennesaw State. Oh yeah, um, where that was kind of controversial, but um, be that as it may, they they moved on. And then they played extremely well against Pittsburgh. I did. People were kind of getting hot on. So I, I would, if you ask me who I'd like to be in the Final Four, it would be Xavier, UCLA, Alabama, and Tennessee. I think. I think those would be the best matchups. I could live with that. I think so. And you don't have. I mean, Tennessee. To wow, Alabama, you lose your point guard, and now you're dominating everybody. How did Auburn beat them, by the way? Tennessee, right? like last game of the season. Well, <laughs> a couple of things. One, you know, listen, Auburn. Well, and here's the thing too. Who who is the kid who opted out of the NCAA tournament? He actually didn't end up doing it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. he's a five star who's done nothing for Auburn. He's yeah. from France, Traore. He ended up yeah. playing. That was all talk. I mean, I kind of look at. It like this. Auburn was kind of back against the wall a little bit. That was that was sort of a must-win game and it was at home. And, and you know, listen, I'm not betting, I'm never betting against Auburn and, and Bruce Pearl at home in, in a must-win game. Right. I mean, win, winning, winning in Auburn is extraordinarily difficult. And I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to jump ahead and I'm going to, okay, and whether I'm ever on the podcast again or whatever, I'm going to go, I'm going to say this. I think I said it to you, Josh, at dinner, okay? Mm -hmm. If I didn't, I said it to somebody else. I'm going to be the first one. I'm going to jump ahead to college football for a second. Mm -hmm. Georgia's win streak will come to an end at Jordan-Hare Stadium this season. Mark it down. Wow. Here's the reason, here's the reason why. I think Hugh Freeze has brought in a nice little collection of transfers. Mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze can coach. That is an incredibly intimidating environment in a game against a rival. Okay? I'm just telling you. Unless Auburn is decimated with injuries. Okay? Georgia's win streak ends in Auburn. Especially <laughs> if it's a night game. I have said that. I have said that now for, for a few months. And I honestly believe it. I know you can't see the comments, but Drew said, could you imagine how insufferable Tennessee fans would be if they beat Alabama in football and basketball in the same year? Yeah. <laughs> For um, – We won't even go – we yeah. won't even – Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, won't we'll even go to the – we won't even go to the football. Uh, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. But, no. And, and Drew, I, I will just say this: um, I, I do not like I do not like Georgia. So a, an end to a win streak. I mean, hey, whatever. And whatever. Drew, but I I believe that. Drew, you said exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, Ziggler tore his ACL two games before the Auburn game, or a game before the Auburn game. Um, but I guess they just hadn't gotten their sea legs yet, and now they've figured out how to use. Uh, Vercosi or something like that, more as the one, and they're just they're just clicking. So we'll we'll have to see what happens. Tennessee was very up and down this year. Yeah, it's just kind of helter yeah. skelter yep. with them. You know, they they um, 
they, they, you know, and, and that's not always necessarily a bad thing. And, you know, it's just kind of like NFL playoff football. You get somebody who's on a roll, look out. Right. Just like we talked about in the, in the, in the, in the pre-plan for this. And I said to you, Josh, had FDU beaten FAU, would you have bet against them playing across the river from their home? Yeah. At Madison Square Garden? I know I wouldn't have. Right. With the entire place, with the entire place cheering for them. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have bet against them. I mean, look, look. Did you see that? Did you see that crowd in um, in, uh, where was that? Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. I mean, in FA, FAU had like 150 fans, and the rest of the building just showed up, and right. you know, and everybody watching on television. Oh yeah. yeah. Was, was pulling for FAU as well. And I know we're moving on, but I'm sure. Did you hear about the controversial? situation that happened at the end of that game the fdu and fau yeah 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 i mean just so unfortunate i mean yeah. i think everybody would have been on the the fau bandwagon you know the cinderella story i know they're a nine seed but still cinderella and sure. uh then the guy attempts a windmill when the game's out of reach and fdu's not fouling uh thought that was really really poor sportsmanship never been and, there he got booed right away, of course, and not a single FDU player shook his hand. Sure. So I thought that was that was awesome, and he wouldn't talk to the media because right. he knew that he's messed up. So, well, and also a case never been there before. Yep. Right. That's there's right. A, there's a way to act, and and you know I'll just say this before we move on to I'm sure uh, uh, you know for anybody who doesn't know FDU's coach um, just accepted uh, the position at Iona which was vacated by Rick Pitino as he moved on to St. John's uh, for a six-year deal. Um, and I believe Rick Pitino is 70. So, you know, interesting hire. St. John's has a tremendous history in basketball. Um, so, you know, it would be interesting to see. I, I think they're one of those programs, Josh, that's, that it's good for college basketball if they're good. Yeah. You know, to kind of – Kind of go back to the past with the history, Lou Carnesecca and all those guys, um, certainly a tremendous history. And then also just the history of, you know, uh, and the legends of playground basketball in the city of New York. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that's good. Meta World Peace and Chris Mullen. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't tremendous that, history there. Isn't that funny? The first games. name that came to my head of Ron Artest was Meta World Peace. <laughs> and, and first thing I think was Malice in the Power. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. It'll always be remembered. One of the, well, yeah, it's probably what it'll always be remembered. Punching that fan in the face as he was walking onto the court. Good Correct. basketball player, though. Yeah, too. he was. Unfortunately, that's not what people, you know. That's right. Not what people are going to associate with him first. That's exactly uh, right. Of course, Mark Jackson, about, way back. Yeah. yeah. Some really good players came through St. John. Right. All right, so we're going to wrap up, but before we do that, we have to give you the answer to Uncle Joe's trivia. I did see that uh, Larry showed up here at the at the very end. There he is. So, man, uh, yeah, legend. Larry Legend. He's been on for the last, like, three weeks, and um, actually he caught on with us on TikTok and then came back over to Facebook with us. So uh, pretty pretty cool to see him out there again, and we'd love to have him on the show at some point. So. Don't be surprised if I reach out to you, Larry. But um, my answers for the trivia question, you want the, the hard question answer first or the easy one? 
Just go easy. Go easy? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this, the, the easy question that I asked was, there's only one NBA player that played with both Charles Barkley and Zion Williamson in the NBA. Who was that player? And the answer to that is none other than Vince Carter. Yes. Very good. Yeah, Vince Carter started in the, in the NBA in 97, I believe. I think he left after his sophomore year at North Carolina. And uh, yeah. he just finished his 23rd year in uh, 2020 as a member of the Atlanta Hawks. So, uh, yeah, he he played a lot, lot of basketball games. And yeah. not a lot of people talk about him, but – he did it well for a long time. Is he a Hall of Famer? Wow. I drew 1897 to 2020. <laughs> that was a good one. 18. 1897 to, 20, to 2020. No, that's, that's Jimmy Carter. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, man. Uh, is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, he's probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I but think probably so. not for like. I think the totality of the body. Yeah, yeah. Whenever your last opportunity is, what is that like? Ten years after you're out of the NBA, something like that. I don't yeah. know what the number is, but it'll probably be towards the end. He'll yeah. kind of get that. Uh, hey, you know, he he did well for a long time. So um, I'm kind of aging myself, but Vince Carter and I graduated in the same year. So. Um, I'm older than you are. And you're so. older than you. <laughs> so stop throwing. Yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 uh, don't throw those arrows. You know, shoot those arrows. That's right. Um, funny, funny Vince Carter story, real fast. I'm at an Orlando Magic basketball game. It's between the first and second quarter. Everybody's just kind of like small talking, you know, in between quarters. And all of a sudden, Paul Porter, who's been the announcer for the Orlando Magic since their inception in '89, said. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we have a, a basketball player from Mainland High School. He's a sophomore in high school. His name is Vince Carter, and he's going to come out and, and do a couple slam dunks. And we're all like, oh, okay, this is going to be good. And you could hear a pin drop in that arena. I mean, he was doing windmills from, from just inside the free throw line when he was 16 years old. I mean, I've never yeah. seen a thing like it. Who's the guy? His name's this guy, Scotty. What's his name? The one that don't contest. Mac McClung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did he put on a show like that? Oh yes. Yeah, go back and look at the 2000 dunk contest when he did the "It's Over," yeah. and uh, he did not not dunks that good, but quite similar. Bud Webb, best dunker of all time. At like five foot. No, I'm just joking. I don't but know. But to be about five foot six. From a height standpoint, I think I would agree with you until I saw what Mac McClung did at six two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms yeah. of like the sheer, yeah, the, the, the pageantry of it, yeah. yeah. But just just the sheer ability with what you had. Yeah. 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 It's kind of hard to I mean, Spud Webb could Spud throw Webb himself and... an alley-oop and get up there and dunk it with one hand. You know, this guy's like pausing in the air. Clicking the yeah, yeah. backboard, jumping over people. Yeah. Ridiculous. But you knew Vince you knew Vince Carter before he was Vince Carter. 
That's what you're Oh, saying. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. I got you. Definitely. And rumor has it that the reason why he went to North Carolina is because old Michael Jordan picked up the phone and called him. And dropped the bag of cash. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> You know, that, that was before NIL now. Oh, way before, yeah. Way, way before. Way before. So, so he'll be on the show with you and Rod and Drew in a couple of weeks. You just Vince ring him up. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, just yeah, ring him up. Definitely. You're going to be like, hey, remember me from back in the day? Interestingly enough, I reached out to an old buddy of mine from high school um, that played in the Sweet 16. Um, and... Uh, I, I won't I won't shout him out, but uh, I've invited him to come onto the show. So hopefully, okay. hopefully he'll be coming on the show. So that'll be that'll be fun. So you think and, they'd let uh, us do this? You think they'd let us do this show from Hop City? Probably. <laughs> yeah, why not? Let's get a live audience. That's right. Absolutely. I think it's a great so idea. Like, you know everybody uh, over there. Well, not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the second question of the night, or the first question, the, the more difficult question of the night, was who holds the record for the most rebounds in an NCAA basketball game on the men's side? And that would be none other than the GOAT, as far as Drew Tolbert is concerned, Bill Russell, with 51 rebounds no. in 19... 53 for William and Mary. Actually, have a buddy that is in the Hall of Fame at William and Mary. Maybe I can get him on the show too. Um, Do you know where William and Mary is? Uh, I've actually uh, been there. I've been. Oh been man, to the campus. Virginia, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Williamsburg. Williamsburg, Virginia. Mm -hmm. I heard it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Russell's still the greatest winner of all time. That's for sure. No Shout doubt. Out with my Celtics. That's it. So. That's it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, I'll be at the Celtics game next Sunday, right? I know. Would you please tell Jalen Brown? Would you please tell Jalen Brown that, listen, we don't need any, we don't need any, you know, any hard feelings. We want him to stay in Boston for a long time. You know, these interviews he's been given, he's not, he's showing that he may not be happy there. We don't need to break that up. Mm. Yeah, we don't. We don't go. 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 Check it out. New York Times. Well, maybe, maybe in Boston it's like opposite day, right? Because Kyrie Irving stood in front of twenty thousand people and said he wanted to be a Boston Celtic for life. Yeah. So maybe he's just playing a game and he'll be a yeah. Boston Celtic for life. Yeah, I guess. And Kyrie will be a Dallas Maverick for like twenty games. <laughs> so who knows where? Who knows? where that's going to lead that's been a disaster if you hadn't noticed that um, yeah I know, well, that, Ryan, I know we're coming to the end of the show but that's that's been a disaster yeah yeah that uh rod's comment aged very well about um not only will he not be a maverick next year he may not make it through this season as a maverick <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're yeah uh, we're not exactly sure how many games he's actually you know uh, by the time he's done uh because he's playing hurt i don't even know they're going to make the playoffs think about that right you're sitting sixth in the west yeah. when you trade for kyrie irving and you have luca and kyrie and you can't even get into the play-in tournament yeah. and that's a real possibility right well I both of them have been hurt you know luca know. was hurt yeah, and yeah, now yeah. he's got a, a thigh strain or something yeah. so 
But, yeah. but when they play yeah. together, they still haven't been particularly successful. They've played well numbers-wise, but it, it, it doesn't right. work. So, it's, it's, yeah. So, anyways, different topic, you know, a couple weeks, you can throw that out there. Yes. When they don't make the playoffs. Yes, definitely. So, we will wrap it up for today. Um, we thank everybody for, for showing up. Uh, thank you very much for, for filling in for me day one. Absolutely. I love that nickname. Absolutely. One of the greatest good, nicknames on the planet. Good one. Yeah. Good one. Thank you guys for Definitely. bestowing that upon me. <laughs> it is a good one. I wear, I, I'm going to get an airbrush t-shirt this summer at the beach day one. That's right. right. No one's going to know what it means. That's right. <laughs> and uh, I know Rod wasn't able to tune in. Feel better, Rod. And yep. uh, obviously Drew has uh, been dominating the, the comment section. So we know he was able to, to show up and, and probably type just as much as he speaks on the show. So that, that was good. Didn't miss a beat there. But uh, in all seriousness, we'll be off next week for spring break, but then we'll be right back at it the following Tuesday um, at seven o'clock, unless we change due to uh, family um, events, basketball games, soccer games, whatever the case is, because obviously, as we've told y'all, family is the most important in our lives. So um, but I'll be sure to, to post on Facebook. Um, we'll post on the other social medias to let everybody know when we're going to be live. Until then, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, and YouTube Shorts. So until next time, enjoy the rest of March Madness, and we'll see how our final four picks end up. Y'all take care. Take care.